0: Welcome to the Measure Success Podcast, where we feature top leaders on how they measure success in their business and life. Now, let's learn from their experiences.
1: Carl J. Cox here, and I'm the host of the Measure Success Podcast, where I talk with top leaders about effective strategies that inspire success. This episode is brought to you by Opportunity International. Opportunity International is a global nonprofit working to end extreme poverty by empowering people with an opportunity, they provide small loans and training. So individuals can grow their businesses, send their kids to school and work their way out of poverty once and for all go to opportunity.org to create an opportunity for, for somebody to change their life forever. And this is one of the uh, wonderful charitable organizations that we support on a regular basis. And please go to their website at opportunity.org. First, we always like to do our shout-out here in the Measure Success Podcast, and that shout-out goes to Christine Miller. Christine uh, has referred Alice Tang to be a guest on the show, and Christine is podcast host of The Naked Truth on Sales and leading expert in sales consulting strategy. She is a great listener, has great tactics and strategies to help figure out what for you to do, and I encourage you to go to her website at millersalesconsulting.com, and with that, that leads to our guest, Alice Tang. Alice is a vice president and partner at a full-service, multi-generational, full-service financial planning firm here in Oregon. She is a top female producer in the financial industry and sought-after speaker. She has also built her business and success by creating and focusing on deepening relationships one connection at a time. She started from a humble beginnings in Hong Kong, and she quickly realized that relationships are the key to success as she watched her father build his business. She's the first to have a degree, a college degree, that is, and graduating from the University of London, where she met her husband, Horace. She immigrated to the U.S. without a network, family, or a community, and started a career in financial advising. And Alice, it is a true pleasure to have you on the Measure of Success podcast.
0: Thank you, Carl.
1: So for those who aren't familiar, Alice, with who you are, can you tell us a little bit more about what you do uh, on a day-to-day basis?
0: So I work for a uh, financial firm. I'm one of the partners, one of the four partners. This is a multi-generation fee-based financial planning firm. And during the day, my job duties include managing the office with the partners and also uh, making sure that we take care of our clients. So I still produce, meaning when there is a prospect who come to me or a client who come to me, I will actively work with them if I'm the right choice along with another lead advisor to serve that client, that family. And that.
1: And I'm, I'm curious, we, we didn't talk about this beforehand. I'm, I'm curious how long, you know, are typically your relationships? Is this something that you have lo- very long-term relationships with and helping out with their wealth advising? Or is this something short-term? Give, give our clients a little bit more, you know, what is a typical engagement with a client look like? We are
0: looking for long-term relationship, definitely. Um, if somebody wants to do a transaction, we are not the right... Firm for them mm-hmm. so some of our clients are four generations
1: wow. now
0: i still have here my one of my wonderful partner who's just a few years older than me but he started 42 years ago he landed those beautiful relationship now we're serving four generations
1: of business wow wow that's pretty but for me
0: um what attracted um me to are uh, women who are passionate in building their financial confidence. These are women entrepreneurs. These are women who work very hard in the corporate world at the top of the ladder, doing a lot of things, but didn't have time to research and do their own financial planning. And all of them are smart enough. If you give them the time that I have during the day, they can do it. But it's all about division of labor. What is my highest paid activity? If running your business is you got paid $50,000 an hour, why would you do your planning by yourself?
1: Right. That's right. Yep. So that's interesting because I'm sure you do run into people that are like, well, I can do this. I can take care of it. Right. And, and just like you said, they don't have the time. They might be smart enough, so to speak. Right. But, but they can't put in the regular part. How do you give people that confidence to let go? You know, when to say, you should feel comfortable of moving to here because we're going to do this and that, that you can't typically do.
0: It's really, really um, hard to answer this question, but I'm going to admit that I've never given people the confidence. The confidence comes from them. Mm. And you heard about it. When the timing is right, they're ready. When the student is ready, the teacher will show up. The teacher has always been there, always been there. But they're not ready, right? They're not ready to let go. They're not ready to think about it. And that's why a lot of the people are five to 10 years away from exiting that business. Some of them came to us a year before we say, we probably can't help you because there are too many things to fit and we have too little time.
1: Yeah. Wow. So one of the things that you had talked about that is where where you tend to focus on a lot is the relationship side. Explain to me what that means and, and why is that so important to you? Later on, you're
0: going to ask me about a book that I would like. So I'm going to leak a little bit here. All Things Equal. People are going to do business with and refer business to the people they know, they like, and they trust. So the first thing is you got to know that person. I got to know you because of wonderful Christine Miller. And then, of course, the like. Some people have less work to do. Some people need to have a system and a process. So I would say everybody is likable as long as you follow discipline and a process. So later on, we can talk more about that if you're interested too. And then finally, it's, it's a repeat honoring of your promises that is depositing into the emotional account between Carl and Alice in this new relationship. When I say I'm going to do something, by when, I will deliver and if I can deliver, I'll let you know, not after. Unless I'm sick, I'm in the hospital, I ran into an accident while driving to see you. Things of oh, those kind happen. Not often. A lot of times people are coming too close. You must give the other party room to bath. Tomorrow is my deadline and I know I can't make it. Why don't I tell you this morning? Why do I need to wait two minutes before the deadline? There's no reason to. That means I don't have a strategy. Then I better go visit Carl Cox and talk a lot about strategy, right?
1: Exactly. Thank you. Thank you. So let's go back. I, I do want to go back to the like part you mentioned. So, no like, and they trust, and that's how you develop relationships, is to ultimately get people to trust them, putting their investments right to help help you, so you can help manage it for them, so they can maximize their wealth. Yes. Once again, that takes a tremendous amount of trust. So what are these things, you know, liking, that's a really interesting concept, right? Because I think a lot of times people think, well, we just like John because John's a nice guy and he's handsome or we're like Alice because she has a great smile. You mentioned there's actually things we could do to get people to like us more. I think you were inferring on that. What is that? And help help people understand, you know, because that's a really interesting topic of how, how do you create that where people generally like you sort to- of?
0: So let's put business aside. Let's not talk about, you know, I get into a meeting I've never met Carl before and I'm thinking about my product and my services. I'm getting ready to tell him. And I don't think that is the right answer. When I first meet people, when we first meet, you have demonstrated that you are very genuine. You are interested in me. And I hope I have come across the same way. I'm very interested in you and learning about you. And then we'll know over time, not necessarily in the first meeting, over time, whether you have a need or not. If you do, I'm not a shy person. If you don't, we're still friends, aren't we? So in that first meeting, I would say a couple of things is important. The first thing is small things like, "Mm, I know there is an article linked to Carl's blog, that talk about the toilet paper syndrome in April, 2020, you just talk (laughs) about the toilet paper related stuff. Mm -hmm. I like to forward that link to you, it cost me nothing, perhaps 30 seconds after the meeting. When I say I will, I will send that link to you. Whether you choose to read or not, or you forget about it, I just randomly say something, doesn't matter. I said that, I honor that. So I automatically de- deposit maybe a dollar or $10 into my emotional account between the, between the two of us in this relationship. So that's one. The second thing is there is four outcome at, a, at the end of a meeting, after our 30 minutes conversation. The first outcome is Alice like Carl, feel good about him. Oh, who's not, what not to like about Carl? Everybody loves him, all right? Alice feels good about herself. That's important because she needs to keep her energy high for the next meeting, for the next big project. Carl feel good about Alice. Oh, I'm all about Alice. If he feels good about me, that's good. Last outcome. Carl feels good about himself. To me, at a meeting, the number four outcome is most important to me. It's not about me. Is about carl so if carl can feel good about him no matter what i do no matter what we do together whether it's lunch or coffee or just chat zoom meeting whatever it is if he feels good my likability goes up i deposit into my emotional bank account in this relationship that's how to be unforgettable
1: That's great. That's great advice. And, and I'm, I'm jotting notes along the way here of, of, I, I I love that. I love that perspective of those, of those four possible outcomes, but there is a, there is a prioritization of them.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: And that ultimately is not about once again, yourself and you, and you put it's about, it's about the guests. It's whoever you're talking to is, is feels good about themselves about what's happening. And so, so if they, or uh, for lack of a better term, if they're feeling a one through 10, and they're feeling like a seven before in the meeting, you're hoping they're coming out as a nine or a 10, right? About themselves, you know, perspective yes. towards that.
0: Yes. Yes. May I just add one more thing? Yeah, it please. may not be true to everybody, but Chinese believe that crazy Chinese, nine things out of 10 things in life are challenged or unpleasant. So it's like, Oh, why do I need to do this? Mm, how come they can't figure it out my if you have a team you know this and what the timing of this news is gosh how can that be right everything is raise your heartbeat i need to fix it i need to do that if you can come into the meeting that person has no agenda but you how not not to feel good when you feel good you say "Hmm, something changed something has transformed me as i walk away from this meeting this person is I don't know the word, but could be likable, very likable. Right, right. I'm open to meet with her again. I'm open to meet with him again. It's easy to do the next ask, isn't it?
1: That's right. That's right. So let's go back to that—that that honor, honoring your promises and delivering. So, how you talk about that with your clients, or even just a normal relationship? Where I said I was going to do this, and I follow up to do that. How are you making sure? How are you tracking? I'm kind of curious. How are you tracking to make sure? Because like you meet with people all day long. And, and and so theoretically, right, you have eight meetings, you might have eight to 40 promises that you've made right in that day. So what are you doing to track to make sure that you're following up and, and staying true to your word and not just leaving an empty promise, right? You know, that, that didn't happen. So I'm curious, what are you doing on a regular basis just to make sure that a, you, you remembered what was said, and B, you actually follow up and close the loop that it got done.
0: Okay, so this is not from me. I learned, I'm, stu- I'm a student, so allow me to pull Things that happen in front of us, we finish talking, whether it's a client meeting or just this meeting with you. There are things to do, right? The file notes is very important. So everyone I meet, there is a file. So let's say it's a client meeting. The file notes will say, okay, we met with Mr. and Mrs. Jones of Jones Farm. They said the pumpkins are selling high this year. Okay, so, but they need to do A, B, C. So I have action required. I learned it from Intel. Action requires nobody leaves a meeting. Nobody leaves a meeting until we have items that we identify that are actionable and then Responsible by one person, not more than one, because more than one. Guess what? I thought you're doing it. I thought you were doing it. Nobody's doing it, and have a deadline. So that file notes at work. I will just finish typing. It will go automatically to the database as today everything is auto. It will also populate um, all the concerned party, the clients, of course. If there is a company, the company CFO, if it need to be informed, and then the internal team member who need to know about that. I highlight the name. So if it's Melissa who need to, Melissa, please do blah. Ginny, please do blah. When I send that email, if it's not responsible by me for things, I'll consider it done. And that's a habit. If you have a question, you need to clarify. You don't think Alice has spoken correctly please quickly correct me because otherwise I consider actionable and done by the due date.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I, I appreciate saying you had a system. So you would be able to, you you can tell once again, if you are following up and that's, if you may, it's, it's a, it's a leading indicator of your personal success of whether you're following up with these commitments you're making on a regular basis.
0: Yes, and there are things that I can only do. I Over the years, I counted less than five different subject matter I need to do. So really, my checklist is not that long. But you just got to be disciplined. You know, so busy chasing business, meeting after meeting, no break, bad. That, that is a bad day for me because it's so hard to recall what happened in the first meeting when you're at your sixth meeting.
1: So do you purposely do that? Do you try to set time in between meetings so you can, you can get done that, the, those important commitments and document them?
0: Yes. Yes. And sometimes I I think if I, I always involve another lead advisor in my meeting. So either they are leading the front and I'm sitting back and supporting them, or I'm in the front and they're supporting me. But we always, when we turn off the Zoom for clients, bye-bye, Mr. And Mrs. And Jones farm. CFO, mm-hmm. it will be the two of us on the screen. We'll just debrief. Okay, we can't. These are the things that we need to do. So who is writing the notes? If I got lucky, and in general, I do, they said, I will do the notes because that will help them to remember the grade. then I can move on, right? Then I can move on. I can take a break. I can have a cup of tea. I can stretch. But if I'm doing it, I will do it unless I desperately need to go to the bathroom. Otherwise, I will finish it before I move out away from my
1: chair. Mm-hmm. That's fantastic. So I love that. Thank you for providing that. And I love actually how you had a way more, honestly, a much more disciplined approach than I expected from there. But why? I'm glad you talked about it and said the importance of it. So how do you, and, and the business side from the financial aspect and then the relationship aspect, how are you measuring success with your client? on a consistent basis. So how do you know you're being successful?
0: This is not a slogan, but it's true. Mm-hmm. Our client success is our priority. So our success is only based on they feel successful. And in order for them to feel successful, of course, we need to measure. We just can cannot say, I feel really good. So how can I make you feel better, right? Mm-hmm. So a lot of clients who come through the door, whether it's on the business side or personal side, we have a planning process. Because eventually, even for people who own the business, what's your end game? Let's say you choose not to work. Oh, I still work until my 80s. Let's say you choose not to work. At what time can you really execute that option and still have the right to walk to the office and to be in charge? Because health could take away a lot of things from the table. That's why we need to be ready. Yeah. So for the people who gone, who has gone through a fee-based financial planning, we have line by line every year, what is the asset level? And what needs to be done on the side, right? Things that we talk about this year, there are 10 things. Nobody can implement 10 things. Let's pick the top two priorities. Implement that. Keep knocking off them. And there comes the update and the review is important. It could be quarterly for somebody who is selling that business is a moving target. It could be semi-annually and could be annually. Now I've not done monthly, but I'm not going to say no. It really depends on their need. But the yeah. continued monitoring based on objective level of measurement is going to tell whether they're successful or not.
1: That's right. That's great. I love it. That is good. That is good old fashioned. I love the strategic planning once again, and the process that you have ultimately designing around it to help make sure that the objectives are being made, which at the end of the day creates for happier clients, right? That they're actually yes. succeeding in getting them done. So Alice, you have this whole other part. We, we talked about your, your core thing, but you are a you speak on a regular basis and professionally. I think the last time we talked, you had at least 30 presentations you had done in 2021. And I'm assuming there's more that you're finishing throughout the year. I'm, I'm curious for you, how did you get into that? And, and, and why is this such an important part of what you do?
0: So let's talk about why first and then how. So the why is everybody is thinking about their legacy differently. So by asking people, what's your legacy? It's like, huh, what? (laughs) So easier question is, how would you like to be remembered? So we uh, married for 30 years, me and my husband, and we uh, do not have children and we are immigrants. So family are not here. So the question of answering the previous, the answer to answer your previous question, how, how how do you measure success? I mean, if you got the money, is that successful? Maybe financially you're successful. But I think a lot of people are doing the same thing. It's like, I want to see how much impact I could make on whose life. If you have children, it's of course your kid's life. And of course their kid's life. And uh, if you're passionate about your community, like me, women community. I started two organization just in my short 25 years in the United States about women and women come in. So what's my end game? So I'm thinking, you know, because I um, love to talk about relationship because I came out from a network of zero and this business, it would be super helpful that I have an extensive network. But unfortunately, I didn't. So I don't have a silver super spoon or platinum spoon in my mouth. So it got to start somewhere. So over the last 17 years, about... I perfected my process and system of how to focus on only a few strong relationship and making sure weekly I do something special for them and not using more than 1.25% of my week or 30 minutes to think through that and deliver it. There I can generate the likability, the introduction, the trustworthiness, and if I package all this together, I think I can help other people. They don't need to walk seventeen years to figure out their own system.
1: So I love it. So, I- so no, I love that. So you, you once again, you're very intentionally thirty minutes per week on a few relationships, and you're making sure you're delivering something. And 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 so that's your why, right? That's part of your why of like you you're you're creating a legacy. So now. So now you've, you're speaking as a result of people are seeing value behind this and the importance of creating relationships. And and I think I love that, that how you, you've come down to like, you don't, this is, I literally had a conversation with just somebody in a previous, just earlier today. And they were saying, I don't have enough time. And I said, well, what are you focusing your time on? right And so what you shared with is just in 30 minutes per week, you can make a substantial impact in somebody's life by doing some simple basic relationship building things. And it, that's not something they have to spend eight hours a day with, if you may.
0: No, no, no. When you have the system, you don't need to. So let's name a few things that we could do. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just now we said honoring promise, sending a link. If I see you in Portland Business Channel, I saw your face already next to it is like the best strategic planner on earth. Let's say that's it. So I can use my snipping tool My team, my millennials told me how to use it. Click, send an email to Carl and say, hey, congratulations. I saw this. It's so exciting. One touch. What is the touch? A touch is an action initiated by Alice. Communication to you and customized to you. I don't do everybody the same. Let's say I have 10 people. I have my top 10. Carl is going to get his." Christine is going to get hers. Adi Calvert is going to get hers. So that's one. The second is connecting people. How Christine do is beautiful, right? You should know about Alice Tankar if you haven't known. Yep. Connecting people. I do virtual events, small group. So pre-pandemic usually is a physical one-on-one. We'll just come out. I will just have a wine or a coffee and some snacks, and then just introduce a bunch of people, not a big group, less than 10, so that they can get to know each other. There's so much business going on in those groups. So every time it's different people, but now I do a virtual group, six to eight people. Some of them know each other already, but many of them don't. So in that virtual meeting, I'm asked for 15 minutes, five, zero, not an hour. End of day. So we can just chat. So I have a process of running through those. So make sure everybody is being touched so that they can exchange information for those who's willing, those who doesn't feel that is useful. I'm fine. My feeling is not hurt. But the fact that they show up, meaning they're curious, but perhaps they don't have time. So that's okay. Right. So that's that. So And then every year, and once again, pre-pandemic, I have four big networking events. Whether it is about economic update to just women want to be better. I have a black belt um, trainer came out to talk about our power. So it's, of course, a a room of women. So little things that we do. And then, of course, referring somebody. If somebody is in business, how about that? It's one of the gifts that we can give, but we don't carry it every day. So when the moment is right, you think it's the right match. Let's make sure they meet. How about a um, a mail card, mail a handwritten card? I love, I'm obsessive about my handwriting. Not everybody is, but everybody can write. Thank you very much. Sign your name. And then finally, we all have this phone. If I ran out of things to think about what to do for Carl this week, I'll just pull a text message and say, Carl, I'm thinking of you. I hope your cat is feeling better. Based on what I heard, Last time from Carl. So as I'm typing that 10 second text message, I am deeply thinking of you. It's not lip service. So should a variety of things every week, you know, don't do text message all the way through. Just make variety. It will be fun.
1: Like that. Love it. Okay. So I'm going to move. I'm going to talk about your, you've been, obviously you have a very indwelt, you know, you talk about the importance of money and the importance of relationships, but, there's also how you keep yourself personally going. And so I like to ask everybody, you know, how do you measure, How do you, how, what are you doing to keep yourself effective on a regular basis? And, and some people, you know, they'll bring up, you know, I run a lot. Some people will bring up, I do yoga. Some people, you know, they have, oh, everyone has different answers, right? Of what they're doing to keep themselves on top of their game. Now you mentioned to me, you were speaking at an event, and you ended up getting a standing room only. Everyone everyone stood up and applauded you, right? Because of it. Can you tell me about that experience and kind of go through what the previous speaker had spoke, you were speaking at a conference, and then and what you shared? Because I, I love the authenticity of what you...
0: Thank you, Carl. Um, and thank you for remembering it. So that was probably seven, eight years ago. One of my very first public speaking, so I was sharing main stage platform in my industry with another power woman advisor. If you talk about the business that she does, probably she did it three, four times what I did. So, and she has tall, beautiful hair, very strong. Looks like she's a marathon runner, very fit. So I'm four feet 11. Don't tell anybody, except those who listen to your podcast. Do not the exercise. Secret's
1: with, your secret's safe with our audience.
0: Look tall, that's why I lean forward, look back too. So at the end, we both presented, I presented my networking system that I briefly share with you. There is more details. Should somebody want to know more about, just shoot me an email. Okay. So the la- there is a question from the audience. It's from a gentleman who know both of us really well. And he probably he want to make sure that we close strong. So he said, well, so how do you keep yourself um, in balance? Balance of life. So this, my co-speaker uh, went first. Because she's really a runner. And so she said, I only work four days a week. I'm very focused when I work. Good job. When you work, you're very focused. You don't need to work 60 hours, right? So that's good. I have a daughter. I will uh, make sure that I go to tennis with her on Friday. So I I take Friday off. Very good mom, balance of life. And I ran five miles every morning just to keep my brain strong. So as she talked about all the things she does and Sunday night, she'll look at her next week, be so prepared. So Monday morning at seven, she's ready to go. Wow. So as I was listening to her, I was already short. Today is not taller, but I felt I'm shrinking. What could I say to at least par, if not par, 75% of what she said? Because otherwise, any answer is not because I don't run, I don't do all these. So finally, so well, okay, thank you, so-and-so. Alice, what's your secret? So I paused and I said, I don't exercise. I love eating snacks. Sunday night, I like to watch Korean drama with my husband. So to me, or to you here, there isn't a lot of balance, isn't it? But I'll tell you this. If you imagine you're looking at your TV, there is somebody lying on the death bed, hooking up with all the meters and the heart meters. The heart meters will do beep, 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 beep. When the heart meter shows, beep, bad news. That's balance. So to me, there is no balance of life. It's really priorities. If that day I need to work 10 hours to get through because there is important things in my life, whether it's family or work, I will dive in and do the 10. But can I do every day 10? I'll tell you this age, I can. So I'll scale back the next day. Perhaps I'll do a six. I'll take a walk in the middle of the day. I will do some stretching in between meetings because these days a lot of Zoom meetings, right, in between. So, So that's balance of life.
1: No, and, and thank you. And thank you for sharing that. And I hope, you know, we have so many, and you're, you're yourself included, so many high-performing people that are on this podcast each time. And the most common, honestly, with the audience guests is something like you said, the, the person here with, they, they're, they're running the marathon, you know, they're, they're climbed seven mountains, they have written six books, whatever, you know, whatever these things are. And you've defined your own success, by the things that you know are helping to keep you in tune and balanced that fit with who you are on a regular basis. And, and and what, you know, once again, people gave you a, they stood up and applauded because it was very authentic and it was very real because not everybody can do these things that everybody's, some people are physically able and gifted to do. But if we can help make sure that we are present with those who are important, And, and we're doing the things that once again, measuring success for ourselves and reaching that on a consistent basis, we'll get that joy, which is the whole purpose of the question to begin with. Right.
0: So I have something to confess, but in the past five years, I've developed some, how it's called discipline and habits. When I get up, I would drink two glasses of lemon water because Mm -hmm. lemon is alkaline in nature, even though it tastes sour. Is going to balance my body, right? Yep, At least yep. I'm doing a little something. I cannot cut meat off, okay? <laughs> Which is, and then I will I will pray. Some people say they will meditate. So a short, a short while I've thanked for everything that I had yesterday and I'm looking forward to a good day. Something good is going to happen. And I'll do a very short read, very short. It's one page and probably three paragraphs. It's a spiritual read. So that will tune stay positive. And then if I have time, I will make sure I move 15 minutes. In the summer, it's easier. Go out, right? And just put on your shoes, no makeup, no nothing. Doesn't matter. Put on sunglasses. Who cares who you are in the neighborhood? But in the winter, I'll just make sure that I do a very slow uh, stretch because my age, once again, uh, everybody too, I can't afford a a fall. So I better be flexible.
1: Right. No, I love that. So once again, you still... What's, what's interesting is you still are do have your discipline, not only in your work, but in your personal life, that you are doing certain things to help make sure that you're staying on top of your game. And once again, we're, we're not running, but you're doing some basic principles for yourself from, as I said, praying, having lemon water, reading, moving, and stretching. So you definitely created some disciplines to keep you consistent so you can perform at the level whether you need to work six hours today or six, you know, 10 or 10 hours in a day, you can actually get that done consistently.
0: Yes, yes, yes. The most powerful piece is less than one minute is my affirmation. Your affirmation may be different from mine. So my first line is I'm going to have a good day. Something good is going to happen. If anyone can be successful, I can be. Give it to me. I'm not going to be shy. Give it to me.
1: Awesome. That is awesome. Love the daily affirmation and Alice, this is awesome. I love, once again, the, the really wonderful lessons that you've taught both in the business and the personal life. Um, of course, I always like to ask the book, what book do you recommend for our audience? You, I think you said you alluded to earlier, but what is a book you recommend to, to our audience?
0: It's called The Go-Giver. It's a very simple read by Bob Berg, B-U-R-G. And his favorite quote is, all things equal." People who do business with and refer business to the people they know, they like, and they trust.
1: That's perfect. Yep. And that is an excellent book. I, I recommend it as well. So thank you so much. Where can Alice, where can people connect and find more about? There
0: are two ways you can do. One is uh, go to LinkedIn. If you have a LinkedIn account and my last piece is ask Alice. So I'm sure it will be on the website Nox. The second way to get a hold of me, especially for speaking, is go to my website, askalicetang.com.
1: Perfect. Alice, it has been a true pleasure to have you, and, and I, I love what you do, the inspiration you provide, and the really good practical tips on helping to drive relationships, which also has as helped your business grow. You, what you mentioned earlier is you've been having record years, the past couple of years and, and doing extraordinarily well. But that is, once again, due to all the seeds that you've been planting you know, over the years to help make sure you're flourishing today. So congratulations to you for what you're doing there. And thank you so much for being a guest on the Measure Success Podcast.
0: Thank you for having me. So much fun.
1: And to everyone else, thank you to listening and wishing you the very best at measuring your success. Have a great day.
0: Thanks for listening to the Measure Success podcast. We'll see you again next time to learn from the best. Remember to subscribe now to get future episodes.